Hello, and welcome to Shelly Has Opinions, the hit podcast where the Chatfield girls try and guess their shy sister Shelly's opinions on a variety of topics. My name is Holly Chatfield Flanagan, and with me is... Shelly Chatfield Allison. And we also have... Julie Chatfield Miller. And finally, our sister expert for today is... Kelly Chatfield Whitcomb. Guys, the gang's all here, and we be playing games, yo. <laughs> I actually thought you said the game's all here, and I was going to be excited. <laughs> Is that what you want to be called? We're the game, collectively. <laughs> we are the game. <laughs> the The singular rapper's going to be so mad that we stole his style, but we, we, need, a, we need a name for our gang. <laughs> yeah. The Shelly gang just isn't doing it anymore for us. No, uh, we are like you, dear listener. We are in our houses for a lot of the time. And that's okay. It's good, actually. But it's hard. And sometimes we need to fill up our time. And and we do that by playing different games with the people in our houses. And guess what? I've been trying to learn cribbage for three weeks. (gasps) Cribbage is so fun. I cannot understand the rules. I've read them with my eyes. I've listened to them with my ears. I've watched them on YouTube. And guess what? No idea. Really? No idea. Yes. Can I tell you the first time I learned cribbage was with my mother-in-law, Terry. I love you, Terry. But it was her and me and Corbin sitting down to play. And she didn't like tell us all the rules. She was just (laughs) like, she dealt out cards and she's like, okay, now you put a card down. We're like, but which one? She's like, just put one down. We're like, okay. And she, like every time she would tell us a rule, we're like, it sounds like you're making up rules as you go along. Yes. Especially because like the vocabulary of cribbage is cuckoo bananas. <laughs> really is. Tyler tried to teach me like a couple of times and I just wasn't understanding it. And then finally, one of my brothers-in-law, I was watching them while they were doing it. And he was just kind of saying what he was doing while he was playing and i was like oh that makes way more sense to me and tyler's like that's what i said and i was like but not really (laughs) you said it but not good enough (laughs) in my final attempt of watching the youtube video to learn the rules um the the guy was saying all the buzzwords and i literally thought i was listening to another language (laughs) and it was so hard and so frustrating and guess what i'm gonna throw him under the bus my husband bought this game at the beginning of our self-isolation because he's like you know we don't know this game we'll have fun and learn it but he hasn't even tried to put in the work uh by uh, by this point and guess what it's hard and i hate it Thank you. you know what game you should be playing instead Fight Club. Uno. <laughs> Is that what you've been playing a lot of, Julie? <laughs> Uno instead of, well, we should be playing a lot of Fight Club. That's what it feels like we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> My three-year-old is really good at Uno, and it's one of the only games he can play independent. I bet he could play Fight Club great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's very true. Oh, God. Here's another game-related story. We got an Easter tic-tac-toe board that's very cute, but the kids started fighting over it, so I took it away, and then Ruby freaked out, my five-year-old, and she started screaming that she wanted to play it, and I was like, no, we're not doing it, and I finally got fed up with her, and I started walking away, and she screamed at the top of her lungs, I want to play with you! (laughs) Oh my gosh! 
I'm just like laughing like this is, you know, that's the way to get somebody to play with you. Just <laughs> yeah. scream violently at them. That's the beginning of Fight Club. That's the password. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's how they begin every session of Fight Club. <laughs> I want to play with you. And then punch. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Shelly, what have you been playing during all of this? Um, well, we've played a few rousing rounds of uh, Jenga, which someone might have even some some eagle-eared listeners possibly could have heard a couple weeks ago when we were recording. My husband and son were playing while we were recording. <laughs> well, I think it was only the eagle ear editor that did. <laughs> okay, well, um, yeah. So Jenga has been really fun, and it turns out. My husband likes to go for high risk pieces. Uh, he really likes to like play dangerously, which is fun for uh, <laughs> my son. He really likes to see that kind of boldness. We've been trying some of our games that we've never either never played before or haven't played in many years. And we played one called Cahoots, which you're like betting and you have like assigned pillow shams no. and uh, uh, sheets. <laughs> no. no, uh assigned what is it the the kinds of different kinds of cards? You said bedding. No, the different like shapes on a card, suits. Yeah, there's different suits. Laugh at my bedding joke immediately. I don't get it. Shall <laughs> <laughs> I like B E D D I N G? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to think of how bedding Went with cahoots. <laughs> I, I, also, I also didn't get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I laughed my best laugh for you, Holly. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but it's about betting. <laughs> you have, oh, shoot, I can't remember the word again. Suits. Suits. <laughs> and everyone's got different suits. Some of them are the same. Some of them are different. And you're trying to, like, win different bets to get points and then you you can either earn points for yourself maybe earn points for each other or not win any points all and it was very confusing and it was crazy and it was a gift from somebody uh at rick's work at christmas and i don't think we'll play again (laughs) it was crazy we have another bet based game that's pirate themed and i think we'll play that one more if we are feeling lucky I mean, always bet on pirates. Yeah, I mean, pirates and betting. My husband is in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Smotch, finally, what have you been playing during this blessed isolation? I have been playing two games very often. One is babies kicking me in the ribs or booty bumping me in the ribs. And that's (laughs) been a fun game. Fight Club. (laughs) (laughs) From within. (laughs) And the second one is, which game do we actually want to play? So not even playing the game, but (laughs) it seems like choosing which game is a lot longer than the actual game. Yeah, that's a fun, that's a fun game. (laughs) You're at Chatfield HQ, so you have access to all of our childhood games. I do. And so we played um, Life. The other day and we're like oh man this is gonna be fun but we had like the most boring game of life <laughs> ever just had to pay taxes over and over again <laughs> no not even that like that's like we both had a good amount of money we didn't have to pay each other anything like you just kept on landing on like neutral spaces the whole time <laughs> <laughs> it was so boring <laughs> Now you guys need now that you've played a game of life, you should play a game of death, aka thirteen thirteen dead and drive. Oh, so good. <laughs> Can you play that with two people? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I see it. Two to four players. <laughs> you can see it at this very moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm looking up. <laughs> you always have to stay close to those board games. You never know when you're going to need them. Uh, another thing that I want to stay close to is the Shelley gang during this uh, this self-isolation. And I'm doing that by inviting them to the small committee in a socially responsible way. And um, I'm doing that by having them uh, submit to us. <laughs> you know, like their their topic ideas. That's what they're submitting. Oh, you guys stop making fun of me. I'm just nice. <laughs> Fight club. <laughs> I want to play with you. <laughs> You'd have to come here to fight me, and I don't think you're going to do that. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, we got a topic submission from our dear cousin, Trevor Bird, and it is lit. He gave a banger of a list of submissions, and it was so hard to choose which one. But this is a week where everybody knows what the topic is, except for you, Shelley. Yeah, I never get to know. But I guess thanks, Trevor, for making such a lit topic. Well, it's Trevor. <laughs> I mean, yes. Shelly, do you want to know what today's topic is? I really do. Today's topic is edible arrangements. Oh. Now, Shelly, I know that you're quite often concerned that you won't know what I mean when I say edible arrangements. So will you tell the Shelly gang the definition of an edible arrangement? It's like a beautiful bouquet of things you can eat. <laughs> so roses, <laughs> daffodils. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not flowers. It's things usually cut in the shapes of flowers. Things, and by things, I mean fruit mostly. <laughs> and some of them can be dipped in chocolate. And they are, I don't know if they come in the vase. <laughs> they come in lots of different things. They come in Whatever your heart desires. <laughs> and they're on long skewers. And they're not real flowers. Don't be fooled. <laughs> Shelly, you did such a good job defining that. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. You're welcome. So Julie's going to be doing the pro reasons why you should like edible arrangements. I'm going to be doing the anti reasons why you shouldn't. And Kelly, as our sister expert and Probably closest in proximity to an edible arrangement store at this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet so. Uh, is going to tell us what she thinks you will choose. Are we ready? Yes. Yes. Okay, Julie, please start now. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I don't know if any of you guys have had an edible arrangement before, but when we moved into this apartment, this very apartment that I am trapped in, our Aunt Ruthann and Uncle Jim brought us a housewarming gift of an edible arrangement, and it was the perfect thing for us at that very moment. And I'll tell you all the reasons why. Number one, delicioso. Mm. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good chocolate-dipped banana or a pineapple cut like a flower? <laughs> Um, it's beautiful, so colorful. It would be a real centerpiece for any party or occasion. But you know what? It's not just looks. It's beautiful on the outside and on the inside. <laughs> oh, that's nice. You you looked inside the heart of the edible arrangement and you saw beauty. <laughs> I did. But you know what? Like, um, unlike real cut flowers or some other beautiful gift that you can give somebody 
it's not just form. It's also function. You can eat it and then it doesn't exist anymore. And I'm really into that. I'm not into things, you know. You're not you're not into a collection. You don't want to have a collection of empty vases or of like batches of, of hung dead flowers. <laughs> dried I, to make potpourri. What about the skewers? Talk to me about that. You eat those too down the hatch. <laughs> it's a great source of fiber. I was going to say it's a great feat of strength. <laughs> uh-huh. How big are skewers? <laughs> Shelly, edible arrangements are really great to share. And so the way you do it is you buy an edible arrangement for someone and you take it to them. Not right now, guys. Don't do it. But you know, like in normal times, uh-huh. you take it to them and you say, look, I'm so thoughtful and kind. I brought you this edible arrangement, but it's a lot of food. So I better help you eat it. <laughs> You better invite me inside so I can help you. <laughs> yeah. You just give them those puppy dog eyes and they won't be able to resist. <laughs> so you're you're not only giving a gift, but you're giving the gift of yourself, of your time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's no greater present than your presence. Oh, so nice. <laughs> so Shelly, bring me a little arrangement. And I'll invite you. I'll invite you in instead of sending you away. Uh, will we play Fight Club? Because that might change my decision. <laughs> depends on how nice you are to me, and depends on who you fight. It depends on which side you choose. <laughs> what if I take like the last chocolate covered strawberry? Then would it be Fight Oof. Club? It'd be Fight Club betwixt you and all my children, <laughs> <laughs> and they they fight dirty, so. And they 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 cosplay as as Jedi's from the dark side, so I don't want to mess with that. <laughs> That's true. Theo was wearing Kylo Ren stuff before he we really started. Was. Our sweet our sweet nephew before we started recording came in to say goodnight before his bedtime, and he was wearing no shirt and shorts. I think that were black shorts that were hiked up mid torso, <laughs> like our best friend Kylo Ren in uh. The la- Last Jedi. Uh-huh. Oh, and I said that, and he did not care for it. Unfortunately, <laughs> I kept saying it. So I'm sorry, Theo. <laughs> uh, well, it's okay. I'm sure he'll still do Fight Club with Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it would be hard to not play Fight Club with your kids at some point if I came to visit. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's true. They're a rascally bunch, but I'll love them. Shelly, edible arrangements is great because if you're like a creative person, you can use your creativity in, I was going to say a creative way. That's not what I, that's not what I want to say. <laughs> in receiving one, you can think of all the nice things you can say to the delivery person as they drop it off. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to use this compliment for weeks. <laughs> in a productive way. That's what I meant to say. Oh. That you actually like make money doing because, you know, live uh, the life of an artist. That's tough. I should know (laughs) (laughs) for my my days as a street contortionist. That's not what I would say either. I thought you were just going to leave it as street 
Julie, you'd be a bad street contortionist. <laughs> You're the least flexible person I know. I cannot touch my toes. Um, <laughs> the audience would like gather all around and you're like, look at me. And you clasp your arms behind your back and you can't stretch your arms out anymore. You're just like, look, they touch. That, that would be my street art is being the least flexible person you've ever seen. <laughs> But no, Shelly, if you want to be creative, but also like so lucrative, you could make edible arrangements. If you don't want to make it into a business, though, Shelly, you can make your own edible arrangements. All you need is like one of those. Like cookie cutters? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All you need is cookie cutters and skewers. But what's the thing that you stick the skewers into? Like that foamy. Yeah, like the like the flower foam. I remember that we had some in the garage growing up and I poked it a lot and mom got mad. (laughs) It's so satisfying to poke. Oh, Oh, it's the worst to poke. Oh, gosh. (laughs) It it like gives that like weird like texture like when you poke foam and it's just like. (laughs) You're not into that? Uh, No, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I know the next thing I'm bringing to Fight Club. (laughs) (laughs) It's our kryptonite. (laughs) yeah i'm undefeatable otherwise (laughs) i'm scrappy shelly if you're not going to make your own then you can buy it for someone and trick them into eating a healthier option other than whatever um, else you could have brought i don't know about you but every time there's a social event or occasion foods involved and usually it's treats of some kind yeah and for some of us who used to be diabetic (laughs) (laughs) yeah and now your treat options are limited by other food constraints (laughs) oh my gosh i made cinnamon sugar rolls for the kids today for easter Uh and i was dying by the end of like rolling them out because they looked so good and i can't have uh, wheat flour. And I was like, I'm going to crack. This is the thing that's going to be my undoing. Oh. But then you looked at your beautiful baby and uh, the eczema on her cheeks and you said, I will save you, baby. <laughs> I will survive. <laughs> I will survive. So you're saying like instead of bringing to the next potluck, you go to like a dozen cinnamon rolls, bring an edible arrangement and say, ha ha, now you all can eat fruit and you'll never know it. (laughs) You'll just think you're eating flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You'll think you're eating flowers, but really you're eating fruit. What a trick. I planked you. Uh, no, in in economics terms, it's called a nudge. You know, if you if you lay out a table of fruit, and that's your only option, people gonna eat it uh-huh. instead of like other things. All right. So are you saying Forget it. <laughs> if there's a table full of fruit, what you've done is come to the potluck with thirty edible arrangements, pushed all the food off into the trash can, <laughs> and it's just all fruit all the time and you're like haha <laughs> i i'm only friends with extremely like-minded people so we all brought edible arrangements <laughs> independently you brought yes. edible arrangements yes 
Julie, you need to get out of, get out of your echo chamber and get into the real world. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you go to a potluck and people only bring edible arrangements? <laughs> There's only one bag of chips and then 40 edible arrangements. <laughs> No one brought a main. Come on, everyone. <laughs> but you know what? I'm just remembering that I, I led with the story about us uh, having an edible arrangement when we moved in. It was perfect because we could just, uh, in between moving boxes, we could just grab a little piece of fruit, pop it in our mouth, and keep moving boxes. So you guys were like Popeye. You were eating something to give you strength. <laughs> it's very true. I was feeling weak and an edible arrangement. Gave me strength to go on. <laughs> See, but I feel like edible arrangements—they're just so big that you could pop them in your mouth. Unless you had a lot of. Big how are mouth. you? How are you eating an edible arrangement? Are you eating it vase first? <laughs> yeah, snake style, just. <laughs> oh gosh, that's why. That's why you have to have edible uh, skewers. <laughs> Licorice. I was going to say asparagus. I was going to say a healthier option than licorice. (laughs) Now, I was trying to poink the edible arrangement eaters. (laughs) That would would definitely poink me. Wow, guys, we're referencing so many uh, episodes we have already done. Licorice, potlucks, skewers. (laughs) (laughs) Our famous skewer episode. (laughs) My last point is that there is an edible arrangement for every occasion. I went on their website and I clicked on the occasions tab. Here are just a few that came up. Anniversaries, every holiday you can think of. That was that was an option on the tag. No. Oh, really? <laughs> Birthdays, get wells, just because. And here's my favorite one that really shocked me. Sympathy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You can send a sympathy edible arrangement. Yeah, for the people sitting Shiva, it's just like 80 <laughs> edible arrangements. <laughs> Was there a special, like, um, quinceanera one where the fruit was covered in, like, lime juice and, like, chili powder? <laughs> oh, my gosh. that That's making, like, the back of my throat dance. That's, <laughs> <Maybe. how, laughs> that's how Rick would get his fruit from street vendors in Mexico. But, Shelly, edible arrangements, they're great. They're multi-purpose. I guess they're one purpose, to eat. <laughs> Well, you did say they were beautiful, too. They're also to look at. That's true. Okay. Two whole two, purposes. Two whole purposes. <laughs> That's multi enough. They're, they're multi-purpose. You can express your creativity if you want to make one. And you can show sympathy to, to those you love. And all your, all your girlfriends turning 15. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. You did a great job, Julie, and I'm about to do an even better job, so I hope you're ready. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Wow. Yes. So, Shelly, I have five reasons why you should be anti-edible arrangements. My first reason is gifts is my lowest love language. <laughs> there is a book and now an online website uh, called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman and... There are five. Can anybody name them? Sight, smell, touch, taste. (laughs) No. Okay. A baby. Scary. (laughs) Sporty. (laughs) Dang it. I'm getting this all wrong. Well, now we know that we have to do uh, Five Girls Corner with senses and uh, love languages. But I know them. I know them. Oh, Smotch, go. 
words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Yeah, yes. Kelly, you just had that. Do you have that book at the tip of your fingers as well as board games? Is that also in the game closet? Just open. <laughs> <laughs> Playing, learn how to play with people's feelings. Oh, no, that's a bad game. <laughs> Playing with people's emotions. Uh, so, yes, that is right, Kelly. And gifts. In the, in the quiz that you take at the beginning of the book slash on the website, gifts always receives a zero from me. I never, ever score gifts. <laughs> not, so not even once are you like, yeah, I'd like a gift in this situation. No. No, and I, I'm not actively trying to avoid it. I'm really trying to be honest with myself and others. Gifts is always zero. And that is not a good thing because I married someone who came from a gift family. Yeah, is Caleb's love language like 50% gift? <laughs> and what's the other 50%? Physical touch, baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. I know Caleb. I've known him a long time. <laughs> so, so gifts is my lowest love language and edible arrangements are not something that you obtain or give unless it's a gift. And honestly, I'm not really so interested in receiving gifts ever. And I'm, I try and be good at giving them, but I'm really not. Let's be honest. And uh, honestly, I don't want to give that as a gift. I don't want to get it as a gift. And uh, I 0% want to pretend like I want to. <laughs> but I have, I have a question for you. As someone who is known to hate flowers, wouldn't mm -hmm. this be an acceptable substitute? Oh, I have a cool thing about me where not only do I hate flowers, is I'm kind of repelled by anything that's flower-shaped. Oh, I'm so cool and awesome. <laughs> Huh. Huh. This is shocking to me. What did flowers do do to you? I don't know, but it's not it's not something that I was like conscious for because mom says I've been doing it since I before I could talk. So <laughs> I don't know. Holly would like hulk her way out of like shirts that had flowers on them as a baby, just rip it off. Basically, I mean, we'll have to have mom on the podcast and interview her about all of my deep seated uh, psychological disruptions. <laughs> Just flower-based ones. Oh, Just this time. But that really that really covers a wide swath of, of a lot of things. So, okay. So that's just my first point. No gifty. No likey. I not like it. <laughs> my second point is um, a very famous quote that I think you will... Um, Recognize it's something that my kids and I have talked about recently um, um, from our friend Patrick Henry. Give me vegetables or give me death. <laughs> I have a very controversial opinion, and that is if I could choose only vegetables to eat for the rest of my life or fruit, I would choose vegetables 100%, no questions asked. What did fruit do to you? <laughs> would you like fruit other ways? <laughs> like you like it cooked. It just if I had to, if I had to 100% choose and 0% choose, it would be no question. No questions at all. Like there are a lot of like diets or eating ways that are like, oh my gosh, she sh totally shouldn't eat fruit because it has so much sugar, even though it's fructose instead of sucrose. But that's a whole other thing. And for me, I'm like, cool, not because I believe in what they're saying, but because I don't, I don't want to eat fruit. Question. Do you like zucchini? 
I am learning to love zucchini because I tricked you then because that's a fruit. I'm not interested in your didactic ways. I don't want to learn a dang thing on this podcast. Education. (laughs) Do you like eggplant? Do you like tomatoes? Do you like squash? Shelly, we've played this game. This was one of our earliest segments called Fruits and Vegetables. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What I'm saying is, those are all technically fruits. Yeah, but I only like one of the things you named, and it's not Holly has opinions. What it is, is me saying, give me vegetables or give me death. (sighs) Can we just just learn more about fruits and vegetables? (laughs) Can we just spend the rest of this time learning and growing together? I think you mean to say, I want to play with you, because the thing you said makes me want to fight you. I guess so. (laughs) So, okay. So that's my second point. My third point is uh, edible arrangements are rude to the kebab industry. (laughs) (laughs) A rude dude. (laughs) With lots of dude. Like attitude. Get it? Yeah, I love it. Kebabs have been around a long time. A really long time. I would say they're an ancient food. (laughs) <laughs> An ancient grain. <laughs> and they they are spread all across uh, a lot of different cultures. And honestly, edible arrangements are just the new kid on the block and honestly, probably pretty American, if we're being honest with ourselves. Maybe. At least North American. They are trying to get in on what the kebab industry has worked so hard for. And I'm not really that into that. I don't like that. I don't want people to come into my industry and tell me, I need your skewers. And I'm like, (laughs) no, you can't have them. There's a limited number of skewers, and they all need to have, like, really yummy lamb on them. Okay, no. No, no, no. (gasps) No? I, okay, spoiler alert, if this was ever on the list of topics, it's about to be ruined. I hate lamb. I hate it. Shocking. Didn't Grandma Chatfield used to make lamb? Uh, I think so, sometimes. But Shelly, all of Greece is crying right now. I know, and you know what? I feel like I've done my due diligence. I've tried it every way it can be prepared under the sun. I hate it every way. (laughs) Okay, so here's a story that uh, our mother, who's listening to this, will be thinking about. (laughs) She's laughing already. (laughs) She's already laughing. So our father loves lamb. It's like his favorite meal. And um, when our mother was pregnant with me, she was still a newlywed, and she tried to make lamb for her husband and cried through the whole thing because all she could imagine was a three-legged lamb walking around a field. So... Shelly, I think that you and mom are on the same page, although I don't know how many times you've cried about it. No, it's never. <laughs> the idea doesn't make me cry. It The taste makes me cry. <laughs> Just tastes, <laughs> it tastes bad. Cool, 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 cool. Well, anyway, so yeah, kebab industry, uh, no thank you, edible arrangements. Shelly, you also shouldn't like... What are we talking about? Edible arrangements. The words <laughs> no, <that> kebabs. <laughs> That's what we're talking about Lamb. now. <laughs> uh, you also shouldn't like them because I am not hungry, like at all, right now. Like right the second you're not hungry? I'm not. I'm not. We record on Sunday evenings after dinner time. The thing is, if somebody knocked on my door right now, I'd be furious. But let's say in, <laughs> like, if somebody knocked on my door a year ago and, at this time <laughs> and said, hey, here's an edible arrangement. There's nothing that can be done with that because I'm not hungry. 
I'm not hungry right now. <laughs> and guess what? That eventually will become unexistent. And if I don't eat it. Hunger? No. <laughs> edible arrangements. If I oh. don't eat it within a certain amount of time, it says, I'm going to get so stinky. And I say, you little stinker. <laughs> so the person who came a year ago to deliver you an edible arrangement that's still sitting on your countertop. And I've moved houses. And <laughs> you brought it with. Uh-huh. I'm really angry about it. <laughs> and you just haven't been hungry for one whole year. <laughs> it's weird how that happened. <laughs> you got an edible arrangement and you never wanted to eat again. <laughs> and neither did your family. <laughs> I have one more point, Shelley, as to why you shouldn't like edible arrangements. And that is because art of an ephemeral nature is baffling to me. So why would you go to the trouble of making a fruit mess is what is in my notes. <laughs> I do not like any kind of art that doesn't hang around. Like I I respect it as as a, a person's skill, but I do not understand it. Every time we watch Ace of Cakes or something like that, or even Nailed It, I cannot fathom why anyone goes to the trouble of making something so intricate that is demolished so quickly. Like, it is sort of painful for me. Um, But not all ephemeral art can be eaten. For instance, uh, sand art. Mm -hmm. Uh Like a sand sculpture or like in a Zen garden, like a drawing of some sort. Some cultures, like uh, I think it's Buddhist, there's uh, like Buddhist monks specifically are trained in the art of sand specifically because it is ephemeral and it helps them remember that life is ephemeral. And you hate that. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it. And I don't understand it. And I wish that things could last forever, especially things that people make and spend a lot of time on. So so to you, is video chatting uh, an art now, an ephemeral art? Because you also hated that for not lasting forever. <laughs> I just hate everything right now. Uh, <laughs> not hungry, full of hate. <laughs> hey, Holly, have a Snickers. <laughs> I, I wish. Uh, so, yes, I, I, I just, honestly, all cooking. Any time spent on cooking is difficult for me because of this reason. So that's why I didn't eat only ramen in college because I was poor. It was because I didn't, I couldn't imagine spending any more than four minutes on feeding myself. (laughs) And that's not a joke. Like, Like, how cool would it be if I could have a normal brain like everyone else? But I don't. So, yeah, so cooking of any sort, but especially cooking to make things pretty. I don't get it. I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) So on an episode, well, many episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but on one in particular, he he and uh, one of the other characters, the the chief, not Mm -hmm. the chief, the captain, is on a stakeout and he's eating like food bars that are no flavor. (laughs) And it's literally just like calories. So are you saying that's how you would live? Are you Captain Holt? Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. I Okay. So, like, you know those dystopian novels that people read where, like, Big Brother delivers food pills for people? And uh-huh. uh, that is legitimately my preferred way. 
That's <laughs> like the dream. You're Every like, wow, this is nice. Every time I read it, I go, that's it. And everyone in the book is like, I just wish I could eat some pie. Or, oh my gosh, I heard a rumor that food used to exist. And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> cool. <laughs> So that's, that's nice. Nice to know about you. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> so you shouldn't like edible arrangements, Shelly, and not because of all of my weird hangups, but just because I think they are like overkill and and um and are the worst of American consumerism. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so Kelly, Kelly, uh, you've known Shelly for a long time. In fact, you are in the home in which you knew Shelly the longest. What do you think Shelly's going to choose about edible arrangements? Well, I just wanted to bring up that there are more edible arrangements than fruit. Like the, there was one Valentine's Day where um, I was dating a guy and his roommate didn't have a Valentine. So we got him um, a bacon flour Uh edible arrangement i've seen people do uh cookies or other such arrangements i think that i think we are just going on fruit because the name of the company is edible arrangements but you're right i was thinking of one that is always at my grocery store that's a bunch of like candy bars set up like Oh, uh oh yeah those two so there there are lots of different kinds um and I just think that is so funny that people would want a bacon edible arrangement or any other arrangement. Because when I think of edible arrangement, I think of the fruit ones, too, initially. Edible arrangements are horrible to make yourself, but you can feel accomplished if you do make them yourself. Have you made one before? Yeah, but it was flat. I didn't have to put it on skewers or anything. Huh? <laughs> was it like a card where you taped fruit to it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know how there are like the um on a Thanksgiving you make a turkey out of fruit using like or fruits oh, and vegetables. I yeah. Like the flat ones. No, I don't know. Just what like you're on a plat like on a platter you can arrange yeah. fruits or vegetables yeah. to look <laughs> like something. The words that you guys are saying right now is blow are blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of this idea. Uh, let me text you a picture of the one that I made. Keep talking, Kel. Okay, <laughs> so they're horrible to do yourself because they're so time consuming. And Holly, I agree with you. Thank you. Okay, Ju- Shelly, it's your point now. <laughs> now, <laughs> Kelly, talk. And they can be expensive but delicious. So I think Shelly is gonna go pro just because there's so much effort and they can be so much fun and they can brighten someone's day and they can be fun and they're mostly fun (laughs) (laughs) i'm on the side of fun is what you're saying (laughs) now is the time we've all been waiting for the opinion of the mvp of this podcast the most vivant arena podcaster shelly the utah jazz are not currently using the vivant arena no, that's because I live there. I kicked everyone out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is my arena now. <laughs> no wonder you're recording so echoey. Yeah, and, and I'm making slam dunks this whole time. You just can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly, what do you think about edible arrangements? 
Uh, you guys have made a lot of a lot of points. <laughs> They're delicioso, Julie said. Mooey. They're beautiful and colorful, and as Kelly said, fun. They're f- formal and functional. <laughs> uh, wow. So, like, I mean, okay, I'll start with this. I have not ever had an edible arrangement all to myself. <laughs> and it's not because the person who gave it to me invited themselves in and helped me finish it off either. I think I have been around an edible arrangement. <laughs> like I, th- I think like one was delivered to mom once or something and I was there and I ate a piece or something. Maybe I'm just, that's a fever dream. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember for sure. Would you like to know a secret shame of mine? Sure. I have purchased one. I've been a party to purchasing one. My husband and I bought one for his sister because that was what she asked for for some holiday. So, sorry, the world. (laughs) I can't imagine asking for one. Yeah. hmm, Interesting. I've never had one, I think, maybe. But I would guess, because I have had fruit before, that it is delicious. (laughs) And I do like (laughs) chocolate-covered fruit. (laughs) Uh, I Chocolate-covered strawberries is like, my husband's favorite thing to get on Valentine's Day. So oh, that's pretty much romantic. what it, <laughs> so that's pretty much what I make him every Valentine's Day. But I never have skewered them before. <laughs> Just stick him stick him on skewers, put him in a vase, boom. Edible arrangement. I could do that. <laughs> I could I could even have the skewers be tiny swords. Then my husband would really love it. Mm, <laughs> extra romantic. <laughs> Pirates. <laughs> I feel confident in a lot of Julie's points that they are true for people. They are a creative thing. Like, I would never have thought to stab a bunch of fruit in the shapes of flowers <laughs> and sell that. <laughs> I mean, That's bravo. what it says on their website. We just stab it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure they've made money from that, which is, you know, is creative and productive. So that's great for people. I agree with Kelly that it would probably be an expensive thing to make on your own because you have to buy a hundred thousand pieces of fruit to just make one edible arrangement. You don't have to make one for 40 people. <laughs> well, but you ha- if you want to have a variety of fruits, you need a hundred thousand kinds. <laughs> There's either one or a hundred thousand. Isn't that how many flowers are in the typical vase? A hundred thousand? Man, I know what you Rick know. gets you for Valentine's Day. Jeez. That classic bouquet, a hundred thousand roses. <laughs> no, different kinds. Oh, oh, right. I have actually gone to the store before to buy, I won't say a hundred thousand, but a lot of fruits. It wasn't for the express goal of making uh, edible arrangement, but it was because my son had been playing a lot of Pikmin 3. So we got almost every fruit that is from the game Pikmin 3 that they eat and find in there. I remember when you did that. (laughs) Yeah. And it was fun, but it was quite a pricey grocery trip. I mean, unless you're going to make some money from it, it would be an expensive gift to give. It would be tricky and challenging. And I guess you'd have to make sure the person you give it to likes fruit and likes gifts because I guess there's a chance you could give it to someone who hates both of those things. Where would we find a person like that? (laughs) Now I know what to not give Holly for Christmas. Anything. (laughs) 
Ollie's point of its root to the kebab industry. Uh, maybe. Because <laughs> there is a lot of uh, cultural kebabs uh, in Argentina. That was something you could get a lot of restaurants. Um, and in like a lot of countries, kebabs are like a street food and it's delicious. If I saw someone on a street selling just stabbed fruit, I would maybe not, not choose that one. I would say, are you a pretender to the throne of kebabs? <laughs> I don't know. And uh, as for not being hungry, I'm also not hungry. <laughs> I agree with Holly on that point. <laughs> I am not currently hungry. So if someone like delivered to my bedroom door right now <laughs> a edible arrangement, well, here's the thing. I probably would eat some, <laughs> even though I'm not hungry, because I like them a little bit. <laughs> I like them more than dislike them. <laughs> so I guess I have to say I like them. <laughs> I'm contractually obligated to, to choose the side of pro because <laughs> because they're I think they're cute and they're fun. And like Julie said, like it's a beautiful thing that you can look at for a little bit. And then when you're done looking at its beauty, you eat it and then it's gone. <laughs> and then you maybe have a vase to use for other things like flowers or I guess to stick more stabbed fruit in. Nobody knows. <laughs> and it's it's like a fun thing. And it's telling someone like, I'm thinking of you in this time of of uh, sadness or <laughs> or I'm happy that you are part of our family or I'm happy that you're having a birthday or whatever it is. It's fun and it's delicious because I like fruit. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I like it. I know I'm the outlier, okay? I know it. <laughs> um, and as Kelly said, like, I know edible arrangements, the company does fruit, but you can have other varieties and that's fun. That's nice. You can, you know, compliment it to whichever person you're giving it to. So... I, I think they're a delight. <laughs> they are fun, Kelly. So, bravo. I like fun things. <laughs> you really Aww. do. I should have known all along. <laughs> yeah. Shelly, thank you so much for sharing your opinion with us. And now we are moving on to our segment, Who's Your Celebrity Quarantine Buddy? Who's your celebrity And and just like who's your celebrity grandpa, who's your celebrity grandma, who's your celebrity uncle, all of those that we've done, Shelly pitched in this time of self-quarantine, self-isolation, you might need a celebrity buddy to hang out with. We are going to be hearing first from Shelly herself who her celebrity quarantine buddy is. Well, during this time of quarantining, I have been trying to use my time, at least sometimes, to better myself. I've been working on my handwriting, <laughs> which sounds kind of silly, but I have very bad handwriting. Um, I've been, you know, trying to read more like uh, nonfiction. Um, but I, I also have been listening to a lot of musicals. <laughs> and so I, when I was considering who my uh, celebrity buddy would be, I was like, I know, Sutton Foster. Ooh, Here's good. why. Here's why. She is a, a legend of stage and screen. <laughs> um, she is multi-talented. And she, I think, would be fun to like sit and hang out with because she seems like a nice gal. 
Uh, she could also like help me work on my tap dancing technique because I love tap <laughs> dancing. She could, you know, tell me tales about her adventures on the Broadway. Um, and, and, and I just want like an extra female presence in my house because I'm all alone. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. You've got Mora, your doggie. I've got Mora, but she's not great to sing along Broadway tunes with. <laughs> mm. She, so, so I think Sutton Foster would be just a, a, a blast and she could help me learn and grow. <laughs> so that's, that's why. I wonder what her handwriting is like. <laughs> great. I bet. <laughs> and she could help me, like, practice my singing. I don't know. Other things, too, that would be fun to do that my son and husband would have zero or less than zero interest in doing. Uh, Smotch, who is your celebrity quarantine buddy? Mine is going to be Jack Black. Ah, what? I knew it. Wow. I almost chose him. And then I was like, Kelly's going to choose him. That's specifically one that Rick said today he wouldn't choose because he thinks he'd murder him <laughs> before the time was through. So I'm interested to see why you want him as your buddy. Well, because, um, I mean, I love Jack Black anyway. I think we all like Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially during the quarantine already, he has been popping up on my Instagram. I don't really follow him. But Mm -hmm. there's, like, that general feed, right? And everything that he has been posting has been incredible. He has been dancing. He has been catwalking down his hallway in a robe. Like, it's just so funny. And it, it would be, he would come up with new ideas of what to do, either, like, every day or a couple times a day. And he would just, it's active without being, like, exercise active. You know what I mean? And so, like, it would just be so fun to be with Jack Black because he also just likes to chill out, too. He can just crack jokes without being, like, physically funny. But it would just be kind of a roller coaster to be with Jack Black, and it would just be so fun. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good choice. I approve. (laughs) I'm so happy you chose him. So my choice... Uh, this was my first and only choice. I Shelly suggested it. I thought of this person, and then I put no more thought into it because I knew she was perfect for me. My choice for my celebrity quarantine buddy is Busy Phillips, the actress of stage and screen and podcasts. Uh, you might know her from Freaks and Geeks. You might know her from Cougar Town. You might know her from so many great things. And honestly, here is why. My big thing that I've been feeling really guilty about during this whole uh, self-quarantine thing is I don't think I'm being very fun for my children. Like, I'm making sure that they have a good schedule. I'm making sure that they're physically and uh, mentally active, making sure they're getting their school done. But I don't think I'm being very fun. And so initially, that's why I also thought of Jack Black afterwards. I was like, he's having a lot of fun. But I was like, no, let me tell you why Busy Phillips. Because... I started following her on Instagram maybe like six months ago or something. And I don't watch Instagram or Facebook stories. I just don't. I don't have time for that because guess what? I don't like ephemeral stuff. If you want me to see your thing, put it on your permanent feed. <laughs> oh, I'm the worst. So, but I I noticed that she was always posting new stuff and I just randomly clicked on her Instagram stories one day and She has been spending this self-isolation with her two little girls and her husband, and um, she is 
she's always posting that she is working out at home and that's like good, but not in like a vain way. Like she's very sweaty and red and gross, which <laughs> I love. Um, <laughs> and so her Instagram stories have been half like her, like trying to like engage her kids or like stuff like that with crafts or school or whatever but it's also like half of it is super moody like crying or like i'm like she's like i'm sitting on the balcony and i'm just so grateful for my balcony (laughs) and uh, she also recently posted that because of all this she went back on antidepressants and i was like that is so cool like you being open about this and honestly the coolest thing uh, and the reason why I want her to be with me um, is because every day she's been choosing a different uh, charity to uh, like highlight that's helping people during this time. And I think that's really cool. And so I just love her mix of parenting and philanthropy and like full on crying. I love this. <laughs> I need this. She's very relatable. She is. And beautiful oh my gosh i just want to look at her okay so (laughs) julie will you please tell us who is your celebrity quarantine buddy yes um when i was trying to think of my buddy i knew the profile that i wanted i wanted i wanted a strong woman big nose (laughs) tall handsome oh wait corbin you got it (laughs) Mm. yes that's the only celebrity i need (laughs) um so I wanted a, a female presence just like Shelly because, you know what? I wanted that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though technically you're half and half. It's true. We are we are tied up in this house. But Ruby and I can't really share a, a wardrobe. Although she and I did do our makeup together today. That was very fun. Cute. Oh. I wanted somebody super chill. Like... Corbin kept suggesting people, and I was like, no, they're too much. I need somebody so, so chill that they can just kind of, like, bring us back to reality. Because sometimes with with four kids in the house, things get crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted somebody who wouldn't intimidate me. Because a lot of celebrities, I feel like... They are very fun to watch on TV or whatever. But if I saw them in real life, I would get so intimidated that I would freak out and feel uncomfortable in my own home. I don't want that. Uh So the person I chose was Kelly Clarkson. Yes. Great choice. Star of Trolls World Tour. Really? Yeah. Go Kelly. She's the country leader, isn't she? Yeah, she's great. That movie is great, y'all. You should watch it. But you know what? She just seems like a really cool gal. Like, I want to hang out with her on a regular basis. So, you know what? Join my quarantine bubble. Come on in. And you guys could have a sing-along. <gasps> we could have so many sing-alongs. Uh, well, everyone had such a good choice. And it was so it was so you. I'm so happy for all of us and for our quarantine. This has been our segment, Who's Your Celebrity Quarantine Buddy? Who's your celebrity quarantine buddy? Gang, thank you so much for joining us. We are so happy that you could be with us in any way because we love you. We miss you. We love interacting with you. And we also love interacting with each other and with our new celebrity buddies. <laughs> yeah. They'll be on next week. Don't worry, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, so if you want more Shelly Has Opinions information, content, you can go to ShellyHasOpinions.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, HasOpinions.com. There you can find pictures of us, biographies. You can also find all of our old episodes if you're looking to fill some time. I know I am. And and what am I doing? Just sitting in the bathtub and crying. Oh, just at don't night. Do though. that. <laughs> just that's my nighttime routine. <laughs> um, relatable. So uh, you can also find us on the Podicon Go network of relatable people. <laughs> and there it is a family friendly podcast collective where every show on the network is family friendly. You can click on any episode of any show and you will find something that will delight any member of your family or all members. Really, we just listened to an episode of Just the Zoo of Us about hippopotami. Delightful. Classic. But yes, you should go to podicongo.com and we're there. And you're going to be there soon. I can feel it in my heart. (laughs) But mostly, Shelly Gang, we just want you to come back next week. We like hanging out with you. Please hang out with us. And with that, thank you, and I love you, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Gosh dang it, Shelly. Where are you? Hello, friends. Jonah here from Quest Company Jr., popping in to say that the show that you've just been listening to is part of the Podicon Go Podcasting Network, a group of independent creators committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that's family-friendly and fun for all ages. If you enjoy this show, be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform and show some love with a five-star rating and review. Every time you do, you are helping support the creation of more family-friendly content. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.